Work, work for the Lord. Work for the Lord. Work for the Lord. Kimis Wilson, founder of an international motel chain, quoted some advice for planting a garden that would enhance our skills. Chemist Wilson said, plant five rows of peas. He said, plant prayer, preparedness, promptness, perseverance, and politeness. Kevin said to plant three rows of squash. Squash gossip, squash criticism, and squash indifference. Kevin said to grow five rows of lettuce. He said let us love one another. Let us be faithful. Let us be loyal. Let us be unselfish. And let us be truthful. Yes. Then the chemist said, also plant three rows of turnips. He said, turn up for church. Turn up with a new idea. Turn up with the determination to do a better job today than you did on yesterday. And today, let's evaluate our attitude toward our work. Do we see it as a necessary evil that deserves the least possible effort? Do we see it as an unfortunate prerequisite to retirement? Do we see it as an opportunity to serve the Lord? Whatever you do, RuPaul, do it heartily mm -hmm. as to the Lord and not to men. Yes, yes. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. Yes, yes, yes. For you serve the Lord Christ. With that attitude, we can work enthusiastically and wholeheartedly not just for a paycheck, but for the glory of God. Work becomes worship when it is done for the Lord. Paul wrote to the Colossians primarily to come back hearsay. False teaching was rampant among the church and Colossus, and it was devaluing Jesus Christ. So here Paul wrote to correctly display the glory of Christ, the gospel of Christ, and the impact of Christ in the life of the believer. How much of an impact has Christ made on your life? an impact has Christ made on your life I'm not talking about what you heard what he has done for you how much do you personally value Jesus Christ Colossians can easily be divided into two parts 
chapters 1 and 2, and chapters 3 and 4. The first two chapters address the theological arguments for the supremacy of Christ. While the final two chapters detail the impact and implications that Christ's supremacy should have in our daily lives. The text today is following verses 22, which say, Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. And don't just do the minimum that you would get back. But the Bible says, do your best. Looking around today, most people are just trying to get by. You look at the school system, they are just trying to get by. You look on the job, some are just trying to get by. You look in the church, some are just trying to get by. But I must tell you that it does not matter what your occupation is, what your role is, what your position is, because it is not what you do. It is who you do it for. Makes no difference if you're preaching, if you're playing, if you're singing, if you're a deacon, if you're a virtue, if you're hospitality, if you're administration, if you're just a member. Do it to the Lord. Here Paul is letting them know, letting us know that although you may be in an unfavorable position, being told what to do by others, he basically was telling them to change their perspective. Well, what, what, what was going on? Well, in the text here, in verse 22, it was talking to slaves, Christian slaves. Right? And, and basically, he was saying, look, instead of looking at your boss, work for the Lord. Instead of complaining about your employee, work for the Lord. Instead of complaining about the others, work for the Lord. Instead of complaining about the other choir members, just do your work for the Lord. We all should be some of the hardest workers. Because at the end of the day, we understand that we are working for the Lord. I'll stop out to tell you this morning, work for the Lord. Somebody's wondering, how do I work for the Lord? Well, number one, you must be able to work without supervision. Some of us have lost our focus. Because verse 22 says, Obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases. So some of us have lost our focus. We are more concerned with people seeing us work than doing it wholeheartedly. How would I be Every time I came out here, I called Brother Chairman and said, Brother Chairman, I'm in the church. 
Hospitality have meetings. Deacons have meetings. Choir have rehearsals. Musicians have rehearsals. Media get better at media. We all have a part if we are going to move forward. And I don't know about you, but I want to move forward. May was ready. June was set. And July is going. It's time for us to get to work. So number one, we must be able to work without supervision. But number two, we also must be Sincere. Verse 23 says, What's up, you need to do it harder as to the Lord and not unto me. Sincere means to be honest, to be pure, to have a good passion. And in every duty, the best powers should be exercised. Every duty, everywhere you turn, the best powers should be exercised. Whatever is worth doing at all is worth doing well. And surely no power can move the springs of action so completely as the ever-present thought that whatever we do, we do it as to the Lord and not unto men. It sanctifies a servant's work when it is done unto God with an eye to his glory. And in obedience to his command. And not merely as unto men. Or with regard to them only. We are really doing our duty to God. But we must be faithful in our duty to man. But what is important here is that the Lord must mean something to us. You see it as to the Lord. How are you going to do something as to the Lord if you don't know the Lord? As to the Lord. How are you going to do something as to the Lord if you don't love the Lord? But what is important is that the Lord, he must mean something to us. Because if not, we will not fully understand the meaning of the scripture. And the only way I can work as to the Lord is by first knowing the Lord. The Lord, who is the Alpha and Omega? Who is the Lord? He is the bread of life. Who is the Lord? He is our counselor. Who is the Lord? He is our deliverer, our Emmanuel, our everlasting father. Who is the Lord? He is our king. He is the light of the world. Who is the Lord? He is my Messiah, my mediator. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Who is the Lord? First out of the and then you can just look at 
what the Lord has done for you. Because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. What did the Lord do for you last week? You ought to give God some praise. What? What did the Lord do for you this morning? What did the Lord do for you last night? You ought to be praising God just for what he's done for you. And when I know who he is, when I understand what he has done, nobody should have to ask you to do something for the Lord. We should just work for the Lord because we are grateful, we are thankful for everything he's been to us. He's my joy. He's my peace. He is my understanding. Because the songwriter said, I owe him too much. I, 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 I owe him too much, Brother John. He healed my body. I owe him too much. He healed my father. I owe him too much. He been there for my wife. I owe him too much. He watched over my daughter. I owe him too much. I owe Oh, I owe him too much. Spring Hill Park, you ain't got to ask me to work. I owe him too much. You ain't got to ask me to be here. I owe him too much. You ain't got to ask me to praise him. I owe him too much. Work for the Lord. Because when we, number one, Work without supervision. Number two, when we be sincere in our position, be sincere in our roles. I don't care what it is you do, just be doing wholeheartedly. Then we can remember his promise. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. The verse from first says, knowing that of the Lord, ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. When we work with our supervision and be sincere, we will receive the reward of the inheritance. Yes, we can gain reward. And promotion is here on earth. But that is nothing compared to living with Jesus. You know, a lot of times we live in and we have those retirement plans. Some of us have those traditional retirement plans. Some of those, some of us have those Roth retirement plans. Some of us have those 401ks and all that good stuff. Some of us have purrs because we work for the government. But I stop by to tell you our real reward comes from the Lord. Because I stop by to tell you that our God, the God that we serve, he has a retirement plan. 
that Jesus died for your sin. Our inheritance. Our inheritance. So be, be real. And work for the Lord. Because the Bible tells us that when we do things wholeheartedly, that the Lord will pay us back. Because, I don't know about you, we serve an awesome God. And you can do some things for me, and people can do some things for you, but nothing can be compared to what I receive from the Lord. Because I'm trying to receive his inheritance. And that's important because when you remember God's promise, when you keep in mind his inheritance, that should empower you to work for the Lord. Ain't God all right? Because every day of my life, I have to be faithful unto God. Ain't God all right? Although I work over at the university, they may think I work for them, but I got news for them, I work for the Lord. Ain't God all right? The university can give me a retirement plan. But if I get it early, I learn that I will be penalized. But I stop, but I tell you that if I check out of here earlier than my retirement, as long as I keep serving and doing the will of God, I already have a retirement plan that I'm vested in. Ain't God all right? Because with this inheritance, it is imperishable. Ain't God all right? With this inheritance, it is undefiled. Ain't God all right? With this inheritance, it is unfading. Ain't God all right? Because I stop by to tell you with this retirement plan, that we will have a reservation in heaven. Ain't God all right? So you can have everything you want down here on earth. But if you don't have his retirement plan, baby, you're doing it the wrong way. But I stop but I tell you, since he gave you grace this morning, it's time for you to work for the Lord. Since he showed you mercy this morning, it's time for you to work for the Lord. Ain't God all right? Spring Hill Park next month, we're going to be celebrating a church anniversary. But don't you know some churches, they close their doors, but yours are still open. Ain't God all right? But I'm just searching for some people who are willing to work without being asked. I'm looking for some people who are willing to work and work wholeheartedly. I'm looking for some people that are willing to work 
and work for the Lord because God he's been too good because God sent his only begotten son and I thank God for Jesus that died for our sins and they laid him in a barry tomb and I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that early Sunday morning that Jesus he got up with power in his hands and God alright are you going to work for the Lord not just today but on Monday work for the Lord on Tuesday work for the Lord on Wednesday work for the Lord Thursday work for the Lord Friday, Saturday, Sunday work for the Lord and when your life is over a retirement plan that the county can't give you. A retirement plan that your job can't give you. A retirement plan that only Jesus can give us. We will receive it. And that is our inheritance that we are working for. People say, why are you always doing stuff for the church? I'm doing stuff for the Lord. Why are you always helping people? I'm doing this for the Lord. Why you work so hard on your job? I'm doing this for the Lord. Why you being so nice at school? I'm doing this for, for the Lord. So the word of God for the people of God. We pray that you receive.